Chapter One of A Small Boy and Others. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by M.B. A Small Boy and Others by Henry James. Chapter One. In an attempt to place together some particulars of the early life of William James, and present him in his setting, his immediate native and domestic heir, so that any future gathered memorials of him might become the more intelligible and interesting, I found one of the consequences of my interrogation of the past asserted itself a great deal at the expense of some of the others, for it was to memory in the first place that my main appeal for particulars had to be made. I had been too near a witness of my brother's beginnings of life, and too close a participant by affection, admiration, and sympathy, in whatever touched and moved him, not to feel myself in possession even of a greater quantity of significant truth, a larger handful of the fine substance of history, than I could hope to express or apply. To recover anything like the full treasure of scattered, wasted circumstance, was at the same time to live over the spent experience itself, so deep and rich and rare, with whatever sadder and sorer intensities, even with whatever poorer and thinner passages, after the manner of every one's experience. And the effect of this in turn was to find discrimination among the parts of my subject again and again difficult so inseparably and beautifully they seem to hang together and the comprehensive case to decline mutilation or refuse to be treated otherwise than handsomely this meant that aspects began to multiply and images to swarm so far at least as they showed to appreciation as true terms and happy values and that i might positively and exceedingly rejoice in my relation to most of them using it for all that as the phrase is, it should be worth. To knock at the door of the past was, in a word, to see it open to me quite wide. To see the world within begin to compose, with a grace of its own, round the primary figure. See it people itself vividly and insistently. Such, then, is the circle of my commemoration, and so much these free and copious notes, a labour of love and loyalty. We were, to my sense, the blessed group of us, such a company of characters, and such a picture of differences, and withal so fused and united and interlocked, that each of us, to that fond fancy, pleads for preservation, and that, in respect to what I speak of myself as possessing, I think I shall be ashamed, as of a cold impiety, to find any element altogether negligible. To which I may add, perhaps, that I struggle under the drawback, innate and inbred, of seeing the whole content of memory and affection in each enacted and recovered moment, as who should say, in the vivid image and the very scene, the light of the only terms in which life has treated the experience. And I cherish the moment, and evoke the image and repaint the scene though meanwhile indeed scarce able to convey how prevailingly, and almost exclusively, during years and years, 
the field was animated and the adventure conditioned for me by my brother's nearness and that play of genius in him of which i had never had a doubt from the first the first then since i retrace our steps to the start for the pleasure strangely mixed though it be of feeling our small feet plant themselves afresh and artlessly stumble forward again the first began long ago far off and yet glimmers at me there as out of a thin golden haze with all the charm for imagination and memory of pressing pursuit rewarded of distinctness in the dimness of the flush of life in the grey of the wonder of consciousness in everything everything having naturally been all the while but the abject little matter of course partly doubtless as the effect of a life now getting to be a tolerably long one spent in the older world i see the world of our childhood as very young indeed young with its own juvenility as well as with ours as if it wore the few and light garments and had gathered in but the scant properties and breakable toys of the tenderest age or were at the most a very unformed young person even a boisterous hobbledehoy it exhaled at any rate a simple freshness and i catch its pure breath at our infantile albany as the very air of long summer afternoons occasions tasting of ample leisure still bookless yet beginning to be bedless or cribless tasting of accessible garden peaches in a liberal backward territory that was still almost part of a country town tasting of many-sized uncles aunts cousins of strange legendary domestics inveterately but archaically irish and whose familiar remarks and criticism of life were handed down as well as of dim family ramifications and local allusions mystifications always that flowered into anecdote as into small hard plums tasting above all of a big much shaded savoury house in which a softly sighing widowed grandmother catherine barber by birth whose attitude was a resigned consciousness of complications and accretions dispensed an hospitality seemingly as joyless as it was certainly boundless what she liked dear gentle lady of many cares and anxieties was the fiction of the day the novels at that time promptly pirated of mrs trollope and mrs gore of mrs marsh mrs hubbock and the mrs cavanagh and aguilar whose very names are forgotten now but which used to drive her away to quiet corners whence her figure comes back to me bent forward on a table with the book held out at a distance and a tall single candle placed apparently not at all to her discomfort in that age of sparer and braver habits straight between the page and her eyes there is a very animated allusion to one or two of her aspects in the fragment of a spiritual autobiography the reminiscences of a so-called stephen dewhurst printed by w j eighteen eighty five in the literary remains of henry james a reference which has the interest of being very nearly as characteristic of my father himself which his references in almost any connection were wont to be 
as of the person or the occasion evoked i had reached my sixteenth year when she died and as my only remembered grandparent she touches the chord of attachment to a particular vibration she represented for us in our generation the only english blood that of both her own parents flowing in her veins i confess that out of that association for reasons and reasons i feel her image most beneficently bend we were as to three parts of two other stocks and i recall how from far back i reflected for i see i must have been always reflecting that mixed as such a mixture our scotch with our irish might be it still had a grace to borrow from the third infusion or dimension if i could freely have chosen moreover it was precisely from my father's mother that fond votary of the finest faith in the vivifying and characterizing force of mothers i should have wished to borrow it even while conscious that catherine barber's own people had drawn breath in american air for at least two generations before her our father's father william james an irishman and protestant born of county cavan had come to america a very young man and then soul of his family shortly after the revolutionary war my father the second son of the third of the marriages to which the country of his adoption was liberally to help him had been born in albany in eighteen eleven our maternal great-grandfather on the father's side hugh walsh had reached our shores from a like irish home killylee county down somewhat earlier in seventeen sixty four he being then nineteen he had settled at newburgh on the hudson halfway to albany where some of his descendants till lately lingered our maternal great-grandfather on the mother's side that is our mother's mother's father alexander robertson of palmont near edinburgh had likewise crossed the sea in the mid-century and prospered in new york very much as hugh walsh was prospering and william james was still more markedly to prosper further up the hudson as unanimous and fortunate beholders of the course of which admirable stream i like to think of them i find alexander robertson inscribed in a wee new york directory of the close of the century as merchant and our childhood in that city was passed as to some of its aspects in a sense of the afterglow reduced and circumscribed it is true but by no means wholly inanimate of his shining solidity the sweet taste of albany probably lurked most in its being our admired antithesis to new york it was a holiday whereas new york was home at least that presently came to be the relation for my very very first fleeting vision i apprehend albany itself must have been the scene exhibited our parents had gone there for a year or two to be near our grandmother on their return from their first that is our mother's first visit to europe which had quite immediately followed my birth which appears to have lasted some year and a half and of which i shall have another word to say the albany experiment would have been their first founded housekeeping since i make them out to have betaken themselves for the winter following their marriage to the ancient astor house not indeed at that time ancient 
but the great and appointed modern hotel of new york the only one of such pretensions and which somehow continued to project its massive image that of a great square block of granite with vast dark warm interiors across some of the later and more sensitive stages of my infancy clearly or i should perhaps rather say dimly recourse to that hospitality was again occasionally had by our parents who had originally had it to such a happy end that on january ninth eighteen forty two my elder brother had come into the world there it remained a tradition with him that our father's friend from an early time r w emerson then happening to be in new york and under that convenient roof was proudly and pressingly taken upstairs to admire and give his blessing to the lately born babe who was to become the second american william james the blessing was to be renewed i may mention in the sense that among the impressions of the next early years i easily distinguish that of the great and urbane emerson's occasional presence in fourteenth street a centre of many images where the parental tent was before long to pitch itself and rest awhile i am interested for the moment however in identifying the scene of our very first perceptions of my very own at least which i can here best speak for one of these and probably the promptest in order was that of my brother's occupying a place in the world to which i couldn't at all aspire to any approach to which in truth i seemed to myself ever conscious of having signally forfeited a title it glimmers back to me that i quite definitely and resignedly thought of him as in the most exemplary manner already beforehand with me already seated at his task when the attempt to drag me crying and kicking to the first hour of my education failed on the threshold of the dutch house in albany after the fashion i have glanced at in a collection of other pages than these just as i remember to have once borrowed a hint from our grandmother's interior in a work of imagination that failure of my powers or that indifference to them my retreat shrieking from the dutch house was to leave him once for all already there an embodied demonstration of the possible already wherever it might have been that there was a question of my arriving when arriving at all belatedly and ruefully as if he had gained such an advance of me in his sixteen months experience of the world before mine began that i never for all the time of childhood and youth in the least caught up with or overtook him he was always round the corner and out of sight coming back into view but at his hours of extremest ease we were never in the same schoolroom in the same game scarce even in step together or in the same phase at the same time when our phases overlapped that is it was only for a moment he was clean out before i had got well in how far he had really at any moment dashed forward it is not for me now to attempt to say what comes to me is that i at least hung inveterately and woefully back and that this relation alike to our interests and to each other seemed proper and pre-appointed i lose myself in wonder at the loose ways the strange process of waste through which nature and fortune may deal on occasion with those whose faculty for application is all and only in their imagination and their sensibility 
there may be during those bewildered and brooding years so little for them to show that i liken the individual dunce as he so often must appear to some commercial traveller who has lost the key to his packed case of samples and can but pass for a fool while other exhibitions go forward i achieve with a dim remembrance of my final submission though it is the faintest ghost of an impression and consists but of the bright blur of a dame's schoolroom a mere medium for small piping shuffling sound and suffered heat as well as for the wistfulness produced by glimmering squares that were fitfully screened though not to any revival of cheer by a huge swaying yet dominant object this dominant object the shepherdess of the flock was miss behu or behu i recover but the alien sound of her name which memory caresses only because she may have been of like race with her temple of learning which faced my grandmother's house in north pearl street and really justified its exotic claim by its yellow archaic gable end i think of the same as of brick baked in the land of dykes and making a series of small steps from the base of the gable to the point these images are subject i confess to a soft confusion which is somehow consecrated none the less and out of which with its shade of contributory truth some sort of scene insists on glancing the very flush of the uneven bricks of the pavement lives in it the very smell of the street cobbles the imputed grace of the arching umbrage i see it all as from under trees the form of steuben street which crossed our view as steep even to the very essence of adventure with a summit and still more with a nethermost and riskiest incline very far away there lives in it the aspect of the other house the other and much smaller than my grandmother's conveniently near it and within sight which was pinkish red picked out with white whereas my grandmother's was greyish-brown and very grave and which must have stood back a little from the street as i seem even now to swing or at least to perch on a relaxed gate of approach which was so conceived to work by an iron chain weighted with a big ball all under a spreading tree again and with the high oh so high white stone steps mustn't they have been marble and the fan-lighted door of the pinkish-red front behind me i lose myself in ravishment before the marble and the pink there were other houses too one of them the occasion of the first paid visit that struggles with my twilight of social consciousness a call with my father conveying me presumably for fond exhibition since if my powers were not exhibitional my appearance and my long fair curls of which i distinctly remember the lachrymose sacrifice superstitiously were on one of our aunts the youngest of his three sisters lately married and who predestined to an early death hovers there for me softly spectral in the long light front ringlets the fashion of the time and the capital sign of all our paternal aunts seemingly with the remembered enhancement of her living in elk street the name itself vaguely portentous as though beasts of the forest not yet wholly exercised 
and more or less under the high brow of that capital which as aloft somewhere and beneath the thickest shades of all loomed familiar yet impressive at the end of almost any albany vista of reference i have seen other capitals since but the whole majesty of the matter must have been distilled into my mind even though the connection was indirect and the concrete image that of the primitive structure long since pretentiously and insecurely superseded so that later on the impression was to find itself as the phrase is discounted had it not moreover been reinforced at the time for that particular capitoline hour by the fact that our uncle our aunt's husband was a son of mr martin van buren and that he was the president this at least led the imagination on or leads in any case my present imagination of that one ministering to what i have called the soft confusion the confusion clears however though the softness remains when ceasing to press too far backward i meet the ampler light of conscious and educated little returns to the place for the education of new york enjoyed up to my twelfth year failed to blight its romantic appeal the images i really distinguish flush through the maturer medium but with the sense of them only the more wondrous the other house the house of my parents limited early sojourn becomes that of those of our cousins numerous at that time who pre-eminently figured for us the various brood presided over by my father's second sister catherine james who had married at a very early age captain robert temple u s a both these parents were to die young and their children six in number the two eldest boys were very markedly to people our preliminary scene this being true in particular of three of them the sharply differing brothers and the second sister mary temple radiant and rare extinguished in her first youth but after having made an impression on many persons and on ourselves not least which was to become in the harmonious circle for all time the matter of sacred legend and reference of associated piety those and others with them were the numerous dawnings on which in many cases the deepening and final darknesses were so soon to follow our father's family was to offer such a chronicle of early deaths arrested careers broken promises orphaned children it sounds cold-blooded but part of the charm of our grandmother's house for us or i should perhaps but speak for myself was in its being so much and so sociably a nurseried and playroomed orphanage the children of her lost daughters and daughters-in-law overflowed there mainly as girls on whom the surviving sons-in-law and sons occasionally and most trustingly looked in parentally bereft cousins were somehow more thrilling than parentally provided ones and most thrilling when in the odd fashion of that time they were sent to school in new york as a preliminary to their being sent to school in europe they spent scraps of holidays with us in fourteenth street and i think my first childish conception of the enviable lot formed amid these associations 
was to be so little fathered or mothered so little sunk on the short range that the romance of life seemed to lie in some constant improvisation by vague overhovering authorities of new situations and horizons we were intensely domesticated yet for the very reason perhaps that we felt our young bonds easy and they were so easy compared to our small plights of which we had stray glimpses that my first assured conception of true richness was that we should be sent separately off among cold or even cruel aliens in order to be there thrillingly homesick homesickness was a luxury i remember craving from the tenderest age a luxury of which i was unnaturally or at least prosaically deprived our motherless cousin augustus barker came up from albany to the institution charlier unless it was as i suspect a still earlier specimen with a name that fades from me of that type of french establishment for boys which then and for years after so incongruously flourished in new york and though he professed a complete satisfaction with pleasures tasted in our innocent society i feel that he was engaged in a brave and strenuous adventure while we but hugged the comparatively safe shore End of chapter one